Welcome to the Team Pack Podcast with your host, Quentin Cools. With new episodes every other Friday, we hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about your life and leadership as you engage the culture, make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Team Pack Podcast. Uh, This is your host, Quentin Cools, and it's a joy to be with you. I have my friend Jonathan with me, and Jonathan Searle uh, and I go back uh, in Teen Pact a long way, and uh, we're going to get into some of that in our story here. But Jonathan's going to be um, serving as a program director for the 2024 Teen Pact State Class season um, after coming off of a traveling internship this past year. And so many of you know and love Jonathan, and we wanted to kind of explore um, some topics with him uh, about uh, servant leadership, about character, about humility. Um, so I wanted to jump in with Jonathan here in a moment. Um, so Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Quinn. I really appreciate it. So Jonathan's from the state of Kentucky. Uh, what else can you tell us about yourself, Jonathan? Yeah. So growing up, my dad was in the military, so traveled around a lot. I have four older siblings. Uh, there's a 13 year span between us. So there's a wide, wide variety of ages and stages of life that we've all been in. Uh, but we've just been able to I was born in Washington and then just moved around the country and finally settling in Kentucky and just kind of kind of a lot of wild adventures along the time. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, shout out to Appalachia, uh, shout out to Pacific Northwest, <laughs> shout out to the military kids. Yep. Um, it's good to have you on the podcast. So the reason we wanted to jump in with Jonathan is we kind of wanted to track your story um, because in many ways you represent a lot of what happens in, in Teen Pact where hmm. uh, a young person shows up at a state class and um, they cannot in any way envision themselves mm. uh, being where you are today. Mm-hmm. And by the work of God, um, some uh, of these individuals over time just grow in, mm. in incredible ways in their character, in their competency, in that external and internal call, that sense that they are, they're, they're supposed to lead. And then, and then they answer that and they respond and you're somebody who's done that. So let's start at the beginning. Let's go back to little Jonathan, uh, showing up at state class years ago. What was that experience like? When was that? How old were you? Um, and then kind of we'll, we'll go from there. So I was, you know, having the four older siblings, I was kind of drug along. My oldest sibling had participated in a four day team pack class. And so then I was, I started when I was eight years old and as a one day student, and I don't really recall a ton of things eight years old of that very first That's one fine. day. That's fine. But, you know, I just, I do remember just a little bit of nervousness, like, oh, I have a bill and I need to read this and like, how is this going to work out? And so I was definitely a little nervous, but I was just kind of going, going with the flow. And then I came back for the next three or four years as a one-day student there and got to continue participating in it. And I just remember like just some of the friendships I was able to make just even with some of the other fellow students on the one day was just so much fun. And then, you know, 13 years old, I came to my first four-day class in 2018. With with braces, <laughs> indeed, indeed, and glasses. Yep, and like gelled hair and everything. <laughs> and gelled hair. I yep. have pictures. 
It was it was quite something. A black suit. <laughs> Would you wear a black suit to a state class today? No. 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 Definitely not. <laughs> At one point you were wearing um it was like a I don't know if it was satin, but it was like a white vest that yes. went with the black suit. Yes. Um quite quite <laughs> impeccable. Yes, yes. I did love vests. It was I just I still do to this day. Uh, hopefully my style has changed a little bit, but yeah, I I came to that class. I was definitely a little nervous uh, because I maybe hadn't prepared as much as I would have wanted to memorize as many things. But I was super excited coming into it. And, you know, you happened to to be leading that class uh, as class director. And that was that was so cool. Um, and that was that was honestly one of one of the most impactful like state classes and experiences I've I've had to this day. That's amazing. Yeah. So for you, something, uh, some, you went into that class, maybe excited, a little nervous. Um, but you start to experience what the week has to hold. You Mm -hmm. develop some friendships. Um, you connect Mm -hmm. with people. Um, you connect with God through his word and by his spirit, there's a lot of blessing that you experienced that week. And it was, it was a really exciting time. And you're kind of realizing like, Hey, this is something I want to do again. And I want to come back to this and, Mm -hmm. you know, keep, keep this rolling. But was there anything inside of you that expected or anticipated or even dreamed of being in the program director position? There was nothing okay. that I would have ever thought about being here. <laughs> like nothing at all. It was, it was very interesting because like my older siblings had served, you know, some and not by the first class yet, but the next year, my older sister, Jessica, she was interning and like that. I mean, that looked cool, but never something that I ever thought I would do or become. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You kind of have to pinch yourself when you're in a position like that years later. Mm -hmm. um, Because because you remember sitting where you sat and Mm -hmm. you remember the braces and you remember, (laughs) you know, just all the the gelled hair and the black suit. And you're like, wait, what? Like, (laughs) 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 So I, I just think that's so cool. And it doesn't have to be within the context of Teen Pact. Like God raises up leaders to, to go into different mm-hmm. organizations all across the country. Yeah. We see Teen Pactors engaging um, in kind of the, the student government at several schools. We see mm-hmm. them participating as small group leaders and churches. Like mm-hmm. there, there's a ton of different ways to engage culture and to um, to lead. But for you, it, I think there's something really unique about the organization, one of the organizations that helps shape that is now the organization you get to lead and yeah. represent at all these different classes all across the country. Like it's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, really, is. really wild. So um, when you think about uh, when you think about how you've changed over the years, um, mm-hmm. go back to, you know, the 2018 version of yourself to where you are today. Um, God's been busy doing a lot of good work in your life. Um, what are some of the things that you've um, invested in or you feel like have been priorities, um, whether that's um, certain uh, <clears throat> character traits, uh, maybe that's certain skills, maybe that's um, certain habits? Um, yeah, just kind of talk us through like what what do you feel like has has changed? What do you bring now that you didn't bring back then? What has the Lord done? Mm, mm. I'd say a lot of it is simply just the discipline through the different activities and the different things that I've been doing. Uh, Starting 13, that was kind of when speech and debate became a really big thing in my life. Uh, I was very hesitant and did not really like it at the beginning, uh, but that was when it kind of started to play a very significant role. 
And so, you know, that was just starting to research a ton and really just, it really helped me in an ability to stay focused, an ability to really lean into something that I wasn't necessarily super excited for, but was able to really just step into that. And I grew so much just from simply the knowledge from it, but also just my ability to communicate, like standing in the well, reading my bill, like I was super nervous doing that. And I was it was just so interesting to see, you know, through those times, how much I have grown. And that, that was like one big thing, but I'd also just simply say like part of my daily practices, like I've just been able to stay super consistent in like just prayer, like waking up in the morning and just simply my prayer life. And that has increased so much in these past like few years. And, you know, obviously there are seasons where it's much harder to do and stay consistent, but there are seasons where, you know, you can just be faithful in that. And that has been so significant in, in my growth and just like staying, staying steady. Yeah. Let's get into a couple of those. So you talked about speech and debate. I also did speech and debate in high school Mm -hmm. and, um, it was a very growing experience, but I'll admit my first year of debate, I was, I was, I kind of just leaned more on my uh, natural, um, I don't know, charm, shall we yeah, say? Yep, uh, yep. <laughs> if you talk to my debate partner, he would, um, I would consistently get higher speaker awards than he would get. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not because I had better argumentation. It was just that I said it with a smile. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I mean, you say you, you learned research skills and things like that. I did not learn research skills my first year. My first year was I was terrible, um, but but coming into the second year and and continuing in that, I think there was there was a grit that I learned from mm-hmm. just continuing to to work hard at a thing, mm. and mm-hmm. um, and and my research skills actually grew to where now at, at Teen Pact when I'm working on different projects, I am required to do research. You know, like right. we're we're building out a, a plan for a new business event for 2024, God mm. willing. Yeah. And um, part of the the work is not just individual conversations with people, but it's actually researching what what else is out there and mm. what kind of uh, what kind of material can help benefit what we're trying to do here. And a lot of those skills came from applying that in high school and learning some of those kind of muscle memory things. Right. So. Um, did debate or other things that you were involved in, did those disciplines come naturally to you or did you have to like work hard in some of those areas? What, what's an area where uh, you could even measure on a chart, like you could graph it out and you could say here, I was really, really bad at this thing. And over time I got really, really good at that thing. Mm. I, I could say that about a lot of things. It definitely did not come naturally. Like my my whole family, specifically my mom, can attest to that. I'm just like she she had to drag me along in those those first years. And so like same as far as like actual like knowledge that I skills that I learned in my first year of debate was not that much. It was laying the groundwork for for the following years. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't like this massive just turn of events right off the bat. But it was so simply just my public speaking skills and just having that confidence because I think, you know, so many people have those skills to be able to talk and present to people. But it's that confidence and that that relaxedness that is not often always there. So can I be able to do that? Can I tell you something? Mm -hmm. I uh, before the Mississippi class this year, we worked on Mississippi two together. Um, somebody made some comment about how like you're this prolific public speaker. 
<laughs> and in my experience with you prior to this class where I see you as an intern leading the program elements and mentoring other people who are leading their program elements, my experience was pretty limited. Like mm-hmm. my experience is like going back to 2018 and thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, <laughs> you at the Kentucky class just getting right. started. And right. I was like, um, like, it, like <laughs> prolific. Like, right, right. <laughs> but then I, I, I experienced that class with you and I was like, you, you had such a compelling uh, presence um, just with mm. the way that you, your, your character and your voice and the way that you enunciate and the way that you just talk about different things. I mean, you could be talking about, I don't know, sand and make it interesting, <laughs> you know, like, um, but there was, there was a leaning in for the staff and the students. And I was like, okay, like the, it, it's a skill. Yes. But there's something else there that mm. I felt like I was picking up on that. I want to spend kind of the most of our time on this episode talking about, because it's not just the skills. Like you've, you've done a good job disciplining yourself, pursuing certain skills, um, I know you're a cellist um, mm-hmm. and you, mm-hmm. you play several other instruments mm-hmm. um, and you spend hours practicing uh, instruments, mm-hmm. right? You, mm-hmm. um, you're, you take academics really seriously and you work really, really hard to get good grades, um, to pursue scholarships, all those kinds of things. So you have done well on the skill acquisition, um, <laughs> skill improvement and mastery thing, mm-hmm. but I think some people put a lot of weight in that and they miss perhaps the more important thing, which is the character of the person, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just, um, it's not just the way that you say something, it's what you're saying it's what you're communicating and it's who is communicating that, um, because there's a weight behind, uh, somebody who has that kind of gravitas and I feel Mm -hmm. like you have that gravitas. And so it might, Mm -hmm. it might feel a little weird, um, for me to tell you that I think you're a humble guy because people who are humble don't don't necessarily receive that very well. Um, but when I think about humility, like you're somebody that comes to mind. Hmm. And so um, it, to put you on the spot, I want you to kind of talk about, um, first of all, like what are some of the things that you feel like you've done or the Lord's done in you in just kind of those quieter moments in the day-to-day life in, in the the kind of the hidden moments from public life. Like in, mm. there's a sense in which the teen packed world or the teen packed nation and the experience of all these events and uh, staffing and interning and whatever, you're, you're a public figure. Like people see you, they know about you. They, they, they discern things as they experience, you know, life with you during a week. Mm-hmm. But there's so many more moments where you're mm-hmm. just, you know, living at home and waking up like everybody else and mm-hmm. doing your chores and whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Right. So kind of introduce us to that world. Um, and what are some of the things that you feel like you've done, the Lord's done in you, um, that have kind of shaped your character over the years? So I think a lot of that, obviously there's so many different moments that have had different impacts in me, just different, you know, family dynamics and stuff and, and the way that, you know, we interact at home and each part has played such a significant role in my life. And I think one thing that I previously touched on was, you know, the prayer aspect. And I'm sure probably many of you guys have maybe seen like War Room. Uh, And that was, that was actually something that had actually had a really big impact on me of like just like praying in your closet and like reading like scriptures of you know of that particular thing and that was so impactful to me so just honestly so many of the things at home you know simply mowing the lawn or whatever was just 
time with the Lord, and I definitely did not use each moment as as I could have, but the Lord did grant me grace and just being able to kind of sit quietly uh, in in His presence with Him, and that was that was just such a blessing to be able to see the Lord's work in my life. And those things. So sometimes it was just doing the dishes. I'd you know just put on some music and just just enjoy the the work of that. And I think the Lord used so many little things like that to refine me in ways that I I still to this day don't even all know. But I just know that he, he let me do the things like that in ways that would, would bless other people. And that was that was just a really cool thing that the Lord Lord gave me the ability to do. Yeah, I love that. I was thinking about Colossians 3.15 earlier this week in preparation for this episode. Mm. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which Mm. indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Mm. And when I think about Mm -hmm. the character formation that you're describing, um, in many ways there's just kind of a resting under the rule of the peace of Christ. Yeah, And sometimes that's going to mean washing the dishes with a smile on your face, <laughs> listening to some music. Uh, other times that's going to be using the lawn mowing hour, hour and a half, two hours, depending mm-hmm. on, you know, yeah. for me, I grew up on a, on a four and a half acre property. So right. when, when we mowed the lawn, it was not <laughs> like a 20 minute job. Yep. Um, yep. No, but using those sorts of things to commune with the Lord in prayer. I'll be honest, um, for much of my childhood, young adulthood, I did not use those moments for those things. Uh, I, mm. I may have, uh, even in just like the lust of my mind, spent spent that time resting on unhealthy, un, like things that are just not good for me, mm. not good for my soul. Mm. And when I think back on that and thinking, you know, in contrast to your story, I'm like, man, those moments are moments of character formation. Like even... Mm mowing the lawn. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just the act of mowing again and again and again, week after week and being faithful to do it. There is Mm -hmm. a character formation there, but there's also a character formation in what are you fixing your mind on and who Mm -hmm. are you spending that time with? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, are you spending that listening to a good book? Are you listening to the Lord and praying as you do that? Like, I'm not saying you did that hundred percent of the time. And I don't think you're saying that either, but, but the principle there of taking every thought captive to Mm -hmm. obey Christ, that Mm. applies to the most mundane things that we are called to. And I just love Mm. that you've done that. And then at the end of verse 15 and be thankful. Yeah. And there is a joy and a gladness that should um, well up from someone who has been given everything we need in Christ. And so the more that we reflect on Christ by his word, like the more that we're going to experience that joy and Mm. gratitude. So Mm -hmm. I love that that's kind of at the core. Like when, when I ask you, Hey, you know, tell me about your character formation. Like you basically just went to the very heart of it and said, you know what? I'm happy in Jesus. (laughs) Like there's a peacefulness and a prayerfulness. And like, I I just, I want to rest in him Mm. now. Over the years, I'm sure that, uh, you know, you kind of referenced it. There's there's changing seasons, changing mm-hmm. things in your family. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, a sibling's moving away or mm-hmm. um, certain conversations need to be had or are not being had or, or whatever it may be. But as you think about that, 
Um, are, are there any kind of uh, lessons that you're taking into kind of young adulthood, uh, maybe even lessons that you're wanting to, to share with teen pack students this next season? Now, this might be a little early. Mm-hmm. We're, we're recording this in June. It'll get released in July. And, um, and you know, we, we're still six months away from the season. So I, I'm not expecting you to have <laughs> your program director challenge ready to go or anything <laughs> like that. But, but just in terms of when, when you're leading um, groups of staff, groups of students, um, when you have the opportunity to influence a young person, like what are some of the things that you, you really tried to invest in them? Like, is it, is it more on a case by case basis or are there like one or two kind of lessons where you're just like, man, if, if you could learn this, that would be such a joy. Um, mm. I'd, I'd be interested to hear. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, there is definitely some case to case types of things. Uh, but I, I just love, there's so many, so many like sermons, like my mom is always listening to sermons in the house and stuff. And so I just hear like little bits and snippets here and there and like parts would just like really latch on to me. Uh, and so like some, some of it was like John Piper in, you know, his sermon series, like don't waste your life. Like yeah. that latched onto me so much. Mm. I think one of the ways to do that, you know, obviously like living out the fruit of the spirit, but like specifically through humility, kind of what we've been talking about. Like C.S. Lewis, you know, he has a a great uh, quote, you know, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. And I think that's just such a good perspective to have, you know, Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. I think it's so important to balance that perspective of not devaluing yourself. That's not what humility is. But humility is simply, you know, what Philippians is saying here, but also to the interests of others. Look, you know, look to support others. And I think that's, you know, so many passages in scripture have humility along with love and with thankfulness and so many other characteristics. And so if if you don't have that humility, it's a lot harder to have these other characteristics that bring so much joy and so much just genuine love. But if you, if you do have that humility through the Lord's grace and through that prayer, then that humility is able to come alongside with so many other characteristics. I think it's, again, this world where it's all about ourselves and it's so easy to get sucked in. It's so, so nice to not not worry about yourself mm. and like just set, you know, in first Peter five, six and seven, humble yourselves, therefore under the mighty hand of God. So at the proper time, he may exalt you casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I think that's just such a beautiful thing that like we can cast all of our, our worries on him. And then he takes that and, and uses it for his glory. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's a that's a real challenge to all of us, myself first of all, and then to to our listeners. Um, are we willing to meditate on those kinds of scriptures where mm. God says, "Humble yourself"? Mm. And there's plenty of of scripture and proverbs and elsewhere about you know the the pitfalls of pride and, mm. and God's opposition to the proud, and yeah. then the joy that is found in humility, uh, the joy that's found in walking with Jesus. And, and yet when we evaluate our lives, so much of our lives uh, revolve around or the threads always tie back to me. And, you know, even as I'm, as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about, you know, back in my home life, 
you know, what is my relationship like with my wife, with my kids, with my yeah. local church, with my job, with, you know, my schedule, with my money. Mm. And I'm thinking how many of those things are tied more closely to me um, mm. than to other people's interests and their right. concerns and their needs. And I, I want more and more uh, to be humble. I want more and more mm. to uh, think of myself less, like Lewis says. And so... I think the the thing that really grows that, like it's not going to be in just like, I want to think about myself less. I want to think about myself less. I want to think about myself less. It's like, that's definitely not working. Um, But I think that's something that the Lord shapes in us. Like Christ's character has to be formed in us um, in order for this kind of reality take place. Like when, when Peter writes, you know, humble yourselves, Mm -hmm. um, there's a sense in which can I humble myself or is that what the Lord does? But there's a, you need to participate mm-hmm. in this humbling work because like if you remain proud and we are all built proud, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. ever since the fall, like that, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. How are we going to walk humbly with our God today? And, yeah. and, and I think that's where it starts. What does it look mm-hmm. like to walk humbly with God today? What does it look like to put other, other people's interests uh, above my own today? What does it mm-hmm. look like to, to look outside of myself and not look inside of myself for identity and purpose and calling. Look to the Lord, look to the people that he's called us to bless and serve. And, and Jonathan, I'll just say, I I feel like your life is a testimony to that work of God in your life. Mm. I think that the humility that you um, convey and that you, you, you hold within your very character is something the Lord has shaped in you. And it's something that is going to continue blessing a ton of people in your life. I'm really glad that you're going to be a program director this next (laughs) year because I know that there's going to be countless staffers and students who are going to be blessed by that. Even Mm -hmm. the parents, the legislators, different people that interact with you, you carry the the cross of Christ in, in the very way that you live. And there's a joy, whether it's spoken or unspoken, that that speaks to the cross of Christ and what Mm -hmm. he's done for you. So I just want to thank you for that testimony that you proclaim to the world Mm -hmm. and you are faithful to use your words as well as Mm -hmm. your deeds. Um, But keep doing that um, all summer long into the fall, heading into the 2024 state class season. It's going to be wonderful and I'm excited to work with you. Yeah, likewise. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Teen Pack podcast hosted by Quentin Cools and produced by Elizabeth Albano. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating or leave a review. For more information about Team Pack Leadership Schools or to donate to our ministry, please visit teampack.com.